This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, is out this week. Any time hiring a contractor can be quite an undertaking as we've talked about. And when dealing with the after effects of a storm, it gets really hairy. With the recent tornadoes, we'll talk about recovery and the role of your insurance playing after a major disaster. Today, we're going to welcome to the show the Mississippi Insurance Commissioner, Mike Cheney, to talk about some best practices when working with the insurance system. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you doing this morning, Jeff? Man, I'm good. How are you? Very good. You know, I usually ask, uh, start the show asking if uh, anything happened since the last show, but we were together at the home show in Jackson this past weekend, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we've got tons of people to thank and had a great time, but right now, you know what, it's just a, a it, it is the story in the country right now. Let's turn our attention to those who are affected by those deadly tornadoes that came on Friday. Yes. And boy, they were awful. The rebuilding process had just begun, and your opinion, Jeff, what is, what is most, what's important right now? Well, you know, the main thing right now that we have we have contractors coming in from all over the place. Mm-hmm. Try as best you can to stay local. Right. Okay. It just makes sense. Yeah, and it, it is it is helpful in the long term. Also, that's for the, right for the client. That's right. All right. Uh, joining us this morning to help explain some of the role of homeowners insurance and where you can get assistance for your home is State Insurance Commissioner Mike Cheney, and uh, he's on the line with us now. Uh, Mike, are you with us? I am with you. Can you hear me? Okay. This yes, morning sir. I'm out at the State Fire Academy. I hear you. I hear you. You sound great. You sound great. So uh, I'm sure you've been busy, busy, busy of the last few days. So um, what steps? I just want to go ahead and get into this. Uh, Tell us what you guys are doing right now uh, uh, as this as this unfolds. Well, let let me go back to right after we found out that we could have a catastrophic event in the area. Uh, we normally put uh, folks on search and rescue on notice that they may be called out. So knowing that we were having bad weather moving to the area around Rolling Fork and uh, Shark Hill, Queen County, and across the Delta, we uh, mobilized some units at the State Fire Academy. They were actually on the ground after the tornado hit in Rolling Fork and Silver City within a matter of hours. Nice. And were there doing search and rescue and recovery, helping uh, MEMA uh, late. Friday night and into the wee hours of the morning. Saturday, uh, I rode up with our deputy fire marshal, uh, Connie Dolan, out of Vicksburg, and uh, we spent several hours up at the site with our drone. We do have a drone at the uh, fire academy and one that the state fire marshal office used. And we took photographs, uh, aerial photographs and photographs uh, on the ground of some of the damage. And what why do we do that? So the public will know is to assist MEMA and FEMA in recovery efforts, one. And number two, to be able to get an estimate of what uninsured losses may be in the area, such as um, losses to um, 
manufactured homes that people may not have coverage on. Right. Uh, and even uh, what we would call uh, federal buildings and state buildings that are covered differently from homeowners insurance. So like Sabre Cotton was destroyed and you have cotton bales on the ground in Rolling Fork, we, we've got an estimate of what that building costs, the schools, uh, things like uh, the water tank in Rolling Fork that blew over. Looks like a big aircraft that had crashed there. It's, uh, it's amazing. Consider, you know, I would never consider the cotton bales that were just waiting. It, it yeah, never. They won't crap. You saw them. They went blue if you went up there. Wow. Um, and we had a lot of folks that uh, we, you know, I'm from Vicksburg, so I knew a lot of the people in the area, and we were able to assist. And we had some uh, great assistance from uh, Dep- uh, Sheriff Wyndham out of uh, Essequina County, whose son happens to be a uh, deputy fire marshal with the state, so uh, Don Wyndham. And we were able to see a lot of the, the damage and, and assist. Uh, things, simple things that people don't think about, like the post office had the roof blown off, and the structural engineer was there and asked us if we could look over the top with aerial photographs, which we did. And uh, the long and short of it is uh, we're, they were able safely to go in and retrieve the mail that was there and open the post office back up in the parking lot mobily uh, Monday morning. So wow. people could get, get their mail. And well, then this, well, this morning... Uh, to give an example of what we do on the insurance side, as I was driving in, I had a call from a pharmacist that said the insurance companies would not pay for the drugs that uh, people needed that had been blown away in their homes until it was time for the th- normal 30-day prescription to run out. And we, and mm. we got that corrected. I think it's corrected uh, as I speak. We're issuing a bulletin requiring the insurance companies uh, to pay uh, for the drugs. and. They, and the insurance companies would say, well, they don't have Internet. And I said, yes, they do, because we got ceasefire up there uh, Sunday afternoon after I talked to the only pharmacists in the area that survived. And then we got Internet connections up so we can we can get into the databases to be certain that people would do those drugs. Right. It's just a nightmare dealing with insurance companies. So here's, here's the deal that we want to tell folks. Y'all didn't call me about all that area. You called me about <laughs> home to what you <laughs> I got I got a lot going on this morning. So yeah, I was just I was just waiting for my 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 chance to ask a question, and <laughs> and Go ahead. Uh, but I did want to say getting down, you know, there's a lot of effort on on the whole. But let's talk real quick about individuals. So, what steps should a homeowner take immediately after a tornado to begin the insurance claim process? Well, the first thing is make sure your loved ones and everybody's safe. Stay away from the electrical wires. Just normal common sense things. Um, if you've got good warm clothing, if it's cold, get good clothing. If it's going to rain again, make sure you have some rain gear to stay dry as you try to clean up. But protect your home and your loved ones first. Number two, um, if the damage is insured and caused by tornadoes or whatever catastrophe may happen, it's normally covered under standard homeowners and business insurance policies. Okay. And Talking about two, tornado damage is? Tornado damage, uh-huh. yes. And wind and hail that comes from the sky is covered. Now, if it's rising water, you got to have flood insurance. So we say, you know, like the little itty-bitty spider climbed up the spider. Right. And the water out and the rain came, so it washed him out. You're covered. But right. if you're on the ground and the water's rising, you're not covered. So okay. now's the time to contact the insurance company. Call your agent. Let them know the extent of the damage. Say my house is totally gone. Half of it's gone or whatever. Following any disaster, the insurance companies will often reach out to those with the worst losses first. And normally, your agent will be your first line of defense. So let me go back to the drones. Why do we take pictures? To assist the homeowners in case there's a dispute and the 
adjusters don't want to pay. So number three, if you live, <laughs> can't live in your home because of damage, ask the insurance company if you have something called additional living expense. That's often referred to as ALE. They will give you dollars to live in a motel or somewhere until you can get your home back. Take photographs and videos of the damage of your home. And inventory your home for damage or loss items before your adjuster arrives. This helps speed up the claim process. Again, that's why we have drone footage. And find more tips on our website. Uh, and I, y'all have that in the studio, but I'm going to tell it to you again. Yes, www.mid.ms.gov or call 1-800-562-2957. Okay. Java, you got that? We'll, 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 we'll do it back slowly a little bit later. But, uh, uh, Commissioner Cheney, you know, thank you for coming on this afternoon. I wanted to ask, or this morning, I want to ask a, a couple of more things. Um, sure. uh, should What should homeowners do if their insurance company denies their claim or offers an inadequate settlement for their damage? Call 1-800-562-2957. We'll try to assist you. We do that to the tune of about 13,000 people a year. That's just that's part of our mission. Wow. Uh, at the Department of Insurance. Now, uh, uh, Commissioner, I can tell you memorized that number a long time ago. Can you say that a little slower for me? 1-800-562-2957. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. That's going to be very helpful. And um, uh, how can homeowners avoid scams or fraudulent insurance practices in the aftermath of this tornado? Do not pay any contractor up front unless you know them personally and they're not kin to you. And <laughs> I say that as, as, that's that's a problem sometimes. Yeah, you're right. And, yeah. Yes. And and be sure that they're legitimate. And the problem's going to be you don't know if they are if they're from out of town. So ask your neighbor if they know somebody. If you're worried, call the Department of Insurance at 1-800-562-2957. We'll be glad to work with them and give them. we we got a lot of folks on staff that will help you. Is there anything, uh, Commissioner, is there anything that, that a homeowner can ask to see to for proof of, say, insurance or, or certification of some sort? There is. You should ask if they're registered with the State Board of Contractors. Uh, that's normally who regulates contractors mm-hmm. and roofers. And now, uh, most roofers are reputable, but you got a lot of people in, in the business that are not straight. I won't call them crooks, but they're borderline. <laughs> They'll take a ball being hammer sometime on a roof and say it was hell damage, but we catch them doing that. We go after them with the attorney general. So be careful. On uh, Roofers are generally good, and if they advertise uh, on TV or the radio, they're generally legit. Try to use a legitimate roofer or somebody in your local area that you know that's done work in the area. That's important. And you want to put good roofing material up. Don't put cheap roofing up. Try to put 30-year roofing. It's only a few dollars more to protect your house. And if you have someone that wants to cut a tree, do not pay them up front. Don't, don't let somebody come up that's got a chainsaw and say, look here, I'm ready to roll. And if you give me $500, I cut this limb off of this tree. And by the time you give them the money, the change calls quit running. They're gone to another place. Be careful. Most people are legit, but you're going to run into some that are not. We ran into this in Katrina. We ran into it with the tornadoes that hit down at, um, in Hattiesburg and Tupelo and Smithville. You know, we had over 100 tornadoes in Mississippi just in 2022. So we know, that, 
we're number one in the country for the number of tornadoes that hit each year. Wow. Wow. I, I did not did realize that. that. Commissioner, does that in, uh, affect our insurance rates overall with the rest of the nation? Well, we, we used to be in the top five when I became insurance commissioner. We're not that way anymore. Uh, we're, we're about midway between the national rates. So we've been able to control rates. Um, there's some rates I don't control. You know, I've been called the rate czar. Right. I don't mind people that because a czar means that you're going to try to protect, protect the citizens and not the big insurance companies. I know I'm the insurance commissioner, but let me tell you, big insurance is just like anybody else. They're in it for a profit, and you got to make them do the right thing. Most of them try to, but some of them don't. Wow. Amen to that. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I live it. Um, I live it, uh, Mr. Cheney, and, and we certainly appreciate the work that you that you do for us here in Mississippi. Thank and, you. We appreciate, appreciate that. Now, you know that I'm a big believer in medic, mitigation. Yes, sir. And we ought to go out and fix these homes, so, you know, hurricane clips on them, have storm shelters. Um, my wife asked me um, Sunday morning after church, said, why are you always talking about safe rooms near volunteer fire stations? I said, honey, it's real important to understand this. Volunteers have to be safe if they're going to go out and try to help other folks. So we put these small concrete structures up. That's something we're working on now to try to get them at over a thousand places around the state. Uh, in Rolling Fork, specifically at the shelter there, we found a, um, a licensed electric uh, electrician that could come in and get the shelter fixed up. We can't get water to it. But we did that Saturday morning. And we, I think we got water to it Sunday. I'd have to ask some of my staff. I'm just not up to where they're on the water. But that's one shelter that we got up. The problem you have is that people don't have a safe place to go. Right. Tornado, and you only got about a minute or 30 seconds uh, when a tornado comes through. It's quick. And this one was 80 miles an hour. E4, that's 160 mile an hour winds. And these things come through. It's just they blow everything away. And if you hadn't been in Rolling Park, you need to go look. Let me give an example of uh, volunteer firemen, why we people hear us harp about it, and the legislature doesn't always understand it. When the water tank blew over, there was a chlorine leak at the water tank. Not a bad one, just enough that you could, you could smell it. But chlorine would kill you, period. And wow. our volunteers went in. We got these little sniffing devices and made sure it was cut off. And when I was up Saturday afternoon, one of the fire marshals went over to be certain there was no more leaks. But we have devices. Uh, to help people when you have something like that happen. We teach chlorine recovery at the fire academy. It's just something that we do. Uh, I hadn't mentioned Silver City. I will tell you, Silver City is just wiped out. Um, I will be in Wren and Monroe County tomorrow, and we have people on, on the ground there looking at uh, insurance loss, and people often ask me, what do you think the loss will be? Well, let me just give an example. In Wren, Mississippi, We've got about 673 claims as of yesterday. Average claims $25,000. We've got about 50 more coming. So, you know, that's $30 million in, in losses just in one community. And that does not include the uninsured losses. Uh, and I mentioned wow. early. Right. And what we do, we look at the uninsured losses to assess MEMA to see whether or not we can get some federal declaration to bring money in. And I, I, I want to compliment uh, Congressman Benny Thompson. That man was up there early Saturday morning trying to help people. It's not about party to him. It was about helping the people that he represents. And um, we compliment him for it because he's got, he's got a lot of power to help us get MEMA down here and FEMA down here to 
bring some money to try to help these people. What would you do? Just think about this. What would you do if you lost your house, you had nowhere to go, and everything you owned was gone? Right. You're in despair. You're in shock. And and you you really need some counseling and some help. Yes. That's that's what we're here for. Now, um, Commissioner, do we know yet um, the percentage of insured versus non-insured? I do. I'm, I'm a little reluctant to give you the okay. numbers, but I, I, understand. I haven't confirmed. But I okay. will tell you this: that in Rolling Fork, uh, the homes that were destroyed that were not manufactured homes, um, most of those had insurance, subject form of fashion. Uh, manufactured homes were very limited in coverage, mm-hmm. and probably forty percent of the people covered have coverage on uh, insurance. The other sixty percent don't. Wow. Gotcha. Yeah, and, that's. Got to remember, this is a this is a county with four thousand people mm-hmm. in Humphreys County, um, a city that is very small, um, low income, and these people are going to be hurting for a long time. Right. We we need speedy recovery. We need housing. We need um, we need a lot of help to get people back up. If you don't do that, that little town will drop away. Well, that that's what that's what myself and Jason and my wife and everyone else I've talked to about it, and that's what bothers us. Is Rolling Fork going to come back? And uh, it's not if we don't if we don't do exactly what you just said. Uh, get get up there, get up there quickly. Start building houses, right. and uh, uh, just for that one fact that there's a lot of uninsured um, um, dwellings. Jones, right. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Commissioner, thank you very much for coming on today. One last thing as we as we leave, any any last um, uh, advice for homeowners that were hit by that tornado? If you need help, call the Mississippi Insurance Department, and especially if if you don't have insurance, call us anyway. We'll we'll try to hook you up with the right people in NEMA and MDA to help you out. One eight hundred. Thank you, Insurance Commissioner Mike Cheney, for coming on Fix It 101 today with MPB Think Radio. We really appreciate it. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks and Pam Pibas from Inspect It Like a Girl is out this week. You can join the conversation this morning. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And I've got an article here, Jeff. I was telling you I was going to blow your mind because we've talked about this many times on the show. And, and, and I don't know how many articles come out every year that are talking about the home improvements that you just have to do. Well, this one was from House Digest. It was called The Home Improvements to Get the Most Bang for Your Buck in 2023. Okay. All right. So we've discussed this before. And and typically the answers to this are, hey, if you want the most bang for your buck, redo your kitchen, redo your bath. Redo, you know, this is saying, hold on. Wait a minute. The top true home investments all right, that's not it. Wow. Okay, so contrary to popular belief, this is straight from the article on House Digest. Contrary to popular belief, the research study indicates that bath and kitchen renovations were not the most profitable per CNBC. For example, a bath remodel that includes new countertops, fixtures, and tile led to only 67% return on investment. Whereas upgrading a kitchen with new countertops, flooring, and appliances led to a higher return of 86%. 
but still it didn't yield a benefit on the money spent to make these changes. However, several home improvements received a return that was over 100%. Okay, meaning that these changes paid for themselves when the house was sold. These renovations include a new garage door. It never occurred to me. No, me neither. Yeah, a new garage door. Converting the HVAC system to electric. I don't know why that's a Mm. thing, but it it says that. I don't know why that's a thing. I've got to. Ooh, I've got to think it, on that one for a minute. Well, and that might be uh, geographical, it, you know, because we need we need like turbo powered air conditioning. Right. So, um, uh, another thing, uh, replacing the house siding with a stone veneer, they said, is uh, wow. something that may, okay. and installing a new steel front door. Okay. They say those things actually come off a hundred percent. You get your money back wow. from them. Uh, whereas a kitchen and bath, although that is uh, something that people look for, because of their expense, they yeah. don't necessarily. See, they are so expensive right. to do that. They don't necessarily get their value back. That's right. So, that's right. So that's hmm. something amazing. Makes sense. I, I I agree with the garage door. I agree with uh, what there was one. Uh, air conditioning, I don't, I don't, I don't get that yet. So I'm gonna do a little research on that. But, right. Uh, and, and, well, and and it it made me wonder. Uh, it, it mentioned taking air conditioning to electric. Uh, I can't get my arms wrapped around that yet. Unless you, you know, I no, me neither. That so. must be a geographical thing. So we'll have to have somebody in Wisconsin call. We've got this new thing that I wanted to talk about real quick that is so cool where you get to talk to us and you don't have to. All right. So like (laughs) normally, if you want to get a question on MPB, you have to wait till we're live and you call and you ask or you can send an email and just, you know, uh, wait for me to read it on the air. Right. This we've just come up with a new thing. So if you have the MPB public media app, all you have to do is open MPB public media app. Uh, that's our official MPB app. If you go to the menu there on the left-hand side and uh, and, and click on the menu, you see a, a little tab there that says Talk to Us. When you go to Talk to Us, you can pick Fix It 101 and send us a message in audio, in video, however you want to do it. Send it. We got one uh, recently uh, that we wanted to, and it's a, it's a question that we can answer today. Java, do you have that? Okay. Hi, this is Wilbur from Waynesboro. I'm having some remodeling done in my house, and I'm interested in micro cement. And I'm wondering if uh, you guys have any experience with micro cement or if you can give me some suggestions, recommendations, good idea, bad idea, or whatnot. Thanks. See, that worked easily. Uh, and matter of fact, it sounded really good. So if, uh, if you would like to ask a question, all you've got to do is talk to your phone. Uh, uh, it's, it's real easy to, to get done. So go to your phone, uh, download the, the MPB public media app, and that's either on iTunes or Google play. Just go to the menu, go to talk to us, pick fix it 101 and talk to us. So um, there are benefits and uses uh, uses to micro cement. Uh, it's a relatively new finishing method that uh, and, and I'm reading this, by the way, I'm not all smart. Uh, that increases number of people are using in their interior designs the main benefits of it that it allows you to create a beautiful concrete finish to surfaces that wouldn't usually be able to support this type of finish. It's also much easier and cheaper cheaper than a full 
concrete finish. Um, it's like a micro cement is a kind of cement based coating that would go over top of surfaces like uh, wood and tile. It's cheaper than real cement. Plus, people can achieve the cement look without reaping, uh, ripping previous materials out. So that that's the basic understanding of what micro. Uh, have you worked with this yet, Jeff? No, I have not. I'm sitting here reading some things about it, and I like it. Um, cannot recommend it because I've never used it. But from what I'm reading, uh, it sounds very interesting. Okay, Wilbur, we hear, we heard your question on the new Talk To Us app uh, feature on the MPB Public Media app. So we're going to put that out there. If anyone knows about this particular product, Micro Cement, if you've worked with it, I'd love to hear now, about it. Now, I'm just reading something right here. Micro Cement is known as a premium material and therefore more costly than most other home renovation materials on the market. Interesting. So, but again, now it must be really nice. Well, that's just one thing I've read here. Um, okay. Well, let's uh, let's go real quick to French. Uh, Francis and Natchez got a question. What's going on, Francis? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. My question is: It's about double insulated windows. I know that they're filled with, I think, argon or some inert gas. Yes, sir. Uh, how long do they maintain their efficiency? And if one is broken, you know, uh, I know that, uh, you know, the people that, uh, you know, replace the glass don't put in gas. Uh, no, no. How, how long does it last? Most window manufacturers put a 10-year warranty on that particular section of that window. The gas? Yeah, that yeah. that from leakage. Right, okay. Uh, so it's got a very long shelf life. Um, but it is finite, though. That's right. Yeah. Now, to replace that glass, you would simply order a sash from the window manufacturer that built that window. Mm-hmm. So. So the new sash would come in, but uh, the the knee jerk is you know at least ten years. Okay. How old are these windows you're working with? Uh, I've been in my house since 2005, and it gets cold in here sometimes. Oh, is it, yeah. Okay, so are they single pane or or double oh, pane? It's double insulated. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you noticing a lot of fog in those windows. No, no fall. Okay. Okay, good. Well, then then the, the the window's doing its job, but I mean, think about what you're asking it to do. Right. You're 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 asking it to be there so you can look out. It's a hole in the wall otherwise. Yeah, and then you're also asking it to uh, you know, keep me warm when it's 30 degrees. So, we we are asking a lot out of that window. All right. Thank you very much. I hope that helps out. And uh doesn't sound like you need new windows today. It doesn't to yeah. me. Okay, good deal. All right, let's uh, let's keep moving. I want to go to one email here real quick. And uh, uh, so there is a crack in the grout. I got this email. Okay. It says there's a crack in the grout that goes from one wall to the other. Now, now this uh, person, Denise, did not say whether it was kitchen, bath, whatever. I'm going to assume bath. Yeah, um, but I'm thinking about just pulling the old grout out and putting in new. Is that an expensive fix, or should I go down to the slab and investigate? No, ma'am, there's oh, your expensive fix. Okay, yeah, no, wait a minute. <laughs> She's talking floor tile now. Oh, okay, um, a crack in the grout that goes from one wall to the yeah. other. I'm thinking about okay. just pulling up the okay. old grout. Okay. What do you think? Uh, unless the tile is cracked, mm-hmm. uh, I'm 
probably uh, just going to to remove as much of that cracked grout as I can, mm-hmm. get get all the loose out, and then I'm going to try my best because there's going to be a little bit of color variation, but I'm gonna, I'm going to I'm going to re I'm going to re grout it. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, now if you have busted tiles or one of the tiles is raising up, that would indicate maybe water. Right. So obviously I'm going to feel it. If it's warm in that area, it means I have a water leak in the slab. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not the end of the world. We, we, we fix those all the time. So, but what it sounds like is a, just a very common, very minor, um, Grout cracking, get it out and regrout. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, very good. So you know what? That's. Uh, I hope that helps out. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks and uh, Pam Pibus from Inspect It Like a Girl is out this week. You can join the conversation this morning. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And I did want to say. Uh, uh, we talked earlier to the uh, insurance commissioner, Mike Cheney, uh, about uh, help with uh, the issues with the tornadoes. And I did want to say if you wanted to make donations for tornado relief, that's msema.org. Um, msema.org. By the way, did a little research uh, uh, during the break. Uh, Liz came in and said we were talking about Wilbur's question or uh, about the uh, uh changing the uh, air system hvac system to electric in your home and we couldn't understand why that would maybe add value and this article said even it'll cover the entire value well we we looked into it liz said uh she found that heating oil was the most expensive way to to heat a home so maybe maybe that's it yeah, that 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 would that that would uh, start to make sense. Which we don't we don't use it, you know, heating oil in this part of the country. But right, you know, up north, I guess that's pretty popular. Right. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me, Courtney's on the line in uh, Edwards. I guess window and water heaters. What's going on, uh, Courtney? Uh, yes, sir. Um, I have I have double pane aluminum windows. My house was was built in '03. Um. Would it be more efficient to try to just have the aluminum double pane windows fixed or like trade them out for vinyl? Uh, vinyl is better. Uh, yeah. You're going to have less uh, heat heat loss with your vinyl. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and two, now, since we don't use a lot of aluminum windows anymore, uh-huh. you can buy a vinyl window cheaper. Okay. So it's worth looking into. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, Did you say the vinyl yeah. window can be cheaper than yes. the aluminum? Yes, yes. We just don't use them anymore. They're not a good. There's not a there's not a good rating as far as your heat loss. Oh, okay. On okay. a aluminum window versus a vinyl. Now, when I'm looking for vinyl windows, there's something very very important that I'm going to that I'm that I'm going to request if I'm going to put in my house i know what you're calling i want virgin vinyl so not recycled not not recycled when you recycle it it has that bluish hue to it Mm -hmm. so so ask some questions ask what the uh heat heat gain uh loss is on that particular window 
Okay. Is it a big job changing them? Do they have to take, take it's not. Rock no, or? no. What, what no. do you have? Uh, it's not. What, what is your exterior uh, siding? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. You're you're gonna you know without you know getting into great detail, you are gonna order your windows a quarter inch smaller than what your opening is. Right. So you're gonna walk out there. You're gonna measure your brick. You're gonna find the tightest part, and you're going a quarter inch smaller all the way around. Okay. So. Okay. Also, on a water heater, I have just an electric water heater. Yes, ma'am. You know, like, um, you know, changing that it out would like to be. For efficiency, would you go back with just like a better quality, like a marathon, or would you go tankless? I, I would go tankless every Jeff time. Jeff says tankless every time. Every time. Uh, Jeff Jeff does go there every time because it most likely is the better product. However, some people have called in the past and said they just really dig the way a tank works. Well, so, you know, yeah. and, and look, here's the problem with the tank, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's in your attic. You have a two-foot opening. Right. Tank won't won't fit there anymore. No. That, that's the brightest thing I think our government has ever done, and I'm being... Make fat, make fat water heater tanks. Right. Yeah. That will not go... Won't fit in your attic anymore. Right. <laughs> so, so, therefore, okay. no overhead flooding. But I saying. just okay. do not believe in heating up 50 gallons of water until I'm ready to yeah. use it. I, okay. I don't believe that's efficient. Is there any special um, water heat like... Like you talk about the Virgin vinyl, is there anything special about water heaters? There's- no, there's several different brands yeah. out there, and you know one thing we have heard on the show, <clears throat> and we've had a couple of uh, appliance guys and things like that on the show. One thing I have heard uh, is that they really do recommend the the gas ones. I've not heard a lot of people recommend the electric right. tankless water heaters. Yeah, uh, well, gas? I would. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay, because yes. I was already thinking about getting a gas um, standby generator. Yes. Oh, that's true. all electric the, right now. Those are, oh. those are good uh, choices. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. 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 Thank you so much. Yes, Thanks, Courtney. Have a great day. Uh, and remember, you can go to the MPB Public Media app, go to the menu, talk to us, and pick... Fix It 101 and just tell us what you want to ask and we'll put you on the air. Lee is on the line in Raymond. What's going on today, Lee? Okay, we had some work done recently. It's some electric work. We had to put in a heat pump and we had the garage, do some wiring in the garage. And um, the guy who did all this, you know, said he, he labeled a couple of the switches on, on the main box. You know, this goes to the sunroom, this goes to the kitchen. He only labeled a couple of them, but I wanted to shut off the electricity in the garage. I can't even remember what I was going to do. But when I flipped the switch, all the electricity in the house went off, okay? Uh-huh. So uh, something's not right, okay? And I'm, one of the, I, I'm so scared of it, I don't want to mess with it. And my problem is I don't want this guy to... I, I don't trust what this guy is going to tell me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So, so what? And I don't want to go through there and flip all the switches and stand, have somebody stand in the room and say, "Is this right?" So right. How do, I, how do I sort this all out? Can I get somebody to do it? Who should I get? Well, okay. What 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 county are you in? 
I'm in Hines County. <laughs> okay. Um, it should have been inspected at that point. It should have never passed inspection without proper, properly labeling those yeah, those, bre- those breakers. Out. He just talked to, he just uh, talked to the electrician. No, I got you. Uh, yeah, I got it all covered Of right course. There. Of course. Yeah. Um, what you're going to have to do, uh, uh, is it Lee? Yeah. yeah, Lee, yeah. Um, you you're going to have to use a licensed electrician. Um, now, are you in Raymond? Yeah. All right, I'm doing a large remodel. If you'll call me after the show, we can uh, we can handle that. So I've got I've got crews down there. Uh, okay. Uh, I didn't. I probably wasn't supposed to do that. He probably but, wasn't supposed to do that. But uh, as for forgiveness and license, permission, that's right. A licensed <laughs> electrician is what you're looking for here. Uh, okay. So, so what, what I'm going to have to do is uh, uh, get approval with my uh, spouse, and uh, I will get back with you on this. <laughs> gotcha. Okay? Well, you're doing good. I don't even get to make the call before I get approval. Good for you. <laughs> Oh, but Lord. I will get back to you. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, you want to keep on going? Let's see. Uh, let's talk to Buddy in Natchez. He's got a comment on water heaters. What's going on, Buddy? Hey, I just wanted to tell you that uh, you've got to consider the expense of that electric tankless water heater. And uh, if you've got, a, if you're building a house, fine and dandy, put one of those things in. It won't hurt a bit. You'll you'll come out ahead. Right. But my son get an uh, electric heater, uh, you know, it's one of those 40-gallon heaters, went out, and I said, man, let's put an electric uh, water heater, tankless water heater in here. Of course, it already had electric since it was an electric right. heater. But we bought that sucker, and it was going to be big enough where you could take two showers and wash dishes at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, household heater. But the size of that wire... The yeah. amount of wire you have to use and the length of it that you got to go to wherever <laughs> it is, your breaker box, and then you got to put like a 50-amp breaker in that box. If you're building the house, put one of those tankless electrics in, but if you're trying to retrofit anything, you'll spend way more money trying to wire that rascal in than you will buying the water heater itself. I'll say this. That's true. Like no, that, no, you're right. gas anywhere near about. Yep. Go ahead and use a gas uh, tankless heater as possible. But if you can't, yes. You, yes, ab- uh, absolutely. Uh, I have a electric tankless for the simple fact that gas stops at my neighbor's house. Right. So in order to get gas to my house, uh, it's about $5,000. Right. So, uh-huh. um, so that's that's why we have electric. But That's something yeah. else. Uh I know there's situations where you just have, pretty much have to do it. That's right. If you just if you just thinking of your homeowner and you think you're going to go out and put an electric heater no. in where you've had a gas heater or whatever, you're going to come into a lot of expense for the wire and the breaker and that's right. even another box to put the breaker in. That's you're exactly and, right. Because uh, yeah. well, what is it? A is it a fifty amp breaker? Yeah, yeah, fifty amp, and yeah. you've got. Uh, I think you got uh, two wires per terminal, and there's three terminals, and the wires got to be almost like a, a number two wire. It's, I mean, it's a huge right. gauge wire. Well, you know, but, one of the things I, mean, I will say, 
Uh, it's, it's when you're doing this, uh, coming from this show, Fix It 101, when we talk about DIY, working on your home, doing things rather than hiring a contractor sometimes. But when it comes to water heaters, and I'm going to say, especially if you're transitioning from one to another, whether that be tankless to a tank or a tank to tankless, you really need to get the pros into this. Yes. Uh, this yes. is not something you go down to your home store, buy a tankless water heater, and say, you know what, we're going to give this a whirl. Right. No, no. You you need you need a professional doing that. Now, if you want to go in and install new flooring or yeah, lay right. some tile, things of that nature, mm-hmm. you know, I think but you Nobody can, dies on yeah, the floor that's right. You tile, can so. You can kind of, you know— get yourself through that right but but when you're dealing with electricity you're dealing with water you're dealing with gas uh you need you need to know what you're doing right all right thanks a lot hey we appreciate the call man you have a good day i appreciate it you're listening to fix it 101 on mpb think radio i'm jason klein here with license contractor jeff sammons from houseworks and if you missed any of today's program you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or the mpb public media app you can join the conversation this morning send an email to fix it 101 at mpbonline.org we started the show this morning talking to insurance commissioner mike cheney about uh the tornadoes and the terrible weather that happened this uh, past week in Mississippi. A couple of things that I wanted to hit before we go to our calls real quick. Uh, Regardless of the contractor that you choose, look for these things, these criteria when you're choosing a contractor. And I know you're wanting to go fast and everything's freaked out right now, but hold on. Find an established company. Yeah, established company with a positive track record, fully insured liability and workers' comp insurance claims experience that'd be nice uh these you know they're gonna have to go through a long process if they're not accustomed to dealing with that uh, that might not be your person uh they've got to pass a background check and be able to provide uh local references if possible things to look for to stay away from ready no local office no insurance or underinsured won't provide local references. If someone won't provide you a local reference, turn around and right. walk the other way. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, uh, Commissioner Cheney mentioned this first of the show. If they demand cash up front, You're right. Yeah. That's no not. Now no. we've talked on the show that that you can say purchase uh, materials. Sure. Uh, well, I want to comment. Mm-hmm. Cash flow, and I don't care if you're a. A hundred thousand dollar a year business mm-hmm. or a hundred million, mm-hmm. cash flow is still cash flow and it's still a challenge. Right now, I have no problem whatsoever. Let's just say you're you're doing a roof. Uh-huh. I have no problem paying that contractor mm-hmm. when that roofing material lands on my job. Right now, there's one other thing to to consider: Are you going to pay the shingle supplier or are you going to pay the contractor? Right. I want to pay the shingle supplier. Mm-hmm. That way I know my shingles in my driveway is paid for. Okay. All right. Because you could pay the contractor, and the contractor never pays. Or bring shingles from another job. Or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's hard, and it's okay to bring shingles from another job as long as the yeah. as long as the lot numbers are the same. Mm-hmm. Because I I will always order more shingles than I need. Right. And and customers have told me before, well, those are my shingles. Well, they're not unless you pay for them. 
<laughs> you, you, you see, right. you, you see my point. Which let's let's just say I'm six bundles shy. Mm-hmm. It's raining in Vicksburg. I'm six bundles shy. Right. I've, I have a problem because yeah. now I have to go get six bundles. Now, real quick. Now, yeah. I want six bundles too many, and I'll take them back. Right. All right, uh, real quick, we've got one minute to answer TJ's question in Kosciuszko. Man, you better run. Yeah, there's a program on uh, Prime Video called Newman. Uh-huh. You, you guys need to watch it. It's about the old boy in Loosedale, Mississippi, that invented the perpetual motion machine back in the 80s. Wow. Oh, wow. Lumen? It's called Newman. 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 Watch that program. All right. N-E-W-M-A-N. Thanks, TJ. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, watch it. Let's keep going. I want to say one thing before we... Uh, before we leave, a friend of mine just sent me this heat pump water heaters. Mm-hmm. Heat pump water heaters. Uh, I've never heard of them. Oh, but they, they say that is the most efficient water heater that you can that you can have. It's called heat pump water heaters. Okay. Look them up. All right, uh, that's it, folks. Uh, Aaron, we're going to get to you next time. All right, there we go. We'll, we'll promise that. All right, folks, that's it. Uh, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced today by Mr. Java Chapman, of course. Our call screener was Liz Gill. For the absent Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, our guest insurance commissioner, Mike Cheney. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.